1: In a world where knowledge has become a commodity, this podcast is designed to give you something more, access to the experience of a successful CEO who has already walked the path. So join your host, Martin Moore, who will unlock and bring to life your own leadership experiences and accelerate your journey to leadership excellence.
0: Hey there, and welcome to episode 121 of the No Bullshit Leadership Podcast. This week's episode, the five best episodes of 2020. Now, as we traditionally do at Christmas time, and this is the third Christmas for the No Bullshit Leadership podcast, so we can call it a tradition. Em and I thought we'd take a look back on the year of podcasts and pick out our favorites for you to go back and listen to while you're enjoying some downtime in the new year. It's been a hell of a year, and as I look back, I feel an incredible sense of gratitude for what I've personally experienced and feel especially humbled by both the business and personal success that I've been fortunate enough to have in 2020. It's been a really big year for your CEO mentor. Uh, Just a couple of weeks ago, you may have seen we reached our one million download milestone for the podcast. Uh, I wrote the No Bullshit Leadership book while in lockdown, which is being published in the US next August. Uh, We've run two more wildly successful cohorts of leadership beyond the theory, and I continue to work with some incredible clients to help them cut through the clutter and improve the performance of their businesses. So as we do, this is a joint effort between me and Em, the other half of your CEO mentor and producer of the No Bullshit Leadership podcast. Can you believe it's Christmas time again, Em?
1: I can't. (laughs) You know that I'm a bit of a scrooge when it comes to Christmas, so it's weird because I'm actually really, really looking forward to this Christmas.
0: I know. Well, look, so am I, especially because now with most of Australia's internal borders open, I'll get to see all my family for the first time in just about a year. Yay. I guess, yeah, absolutely. So I guess first up, we should send our thoughts to all of those who aren't in quite as fortunate positions as we are uh, down in our part of the world.
1: Absolutely, Marty. And I think it's a good marker to say, all right, 2020 is coming to an end. New year, new opportunities. There are so many exciting things happening for us. And I know a lot of other people as well in 2021. So I'm looking forward to getting cracking on that.
0: Yeah, oh, totally, totally. And look, we've got so much content out there now, free content. And now we're getting into some really interesting areas that we may not have touched on before.
1: Yeah, I think I say this a lot when I'm sending people one-on-one videos. A lot of our really foundational content went out in the first 20 or 30 episodes. And now we're spending a lot more time developing other formats and doing deep dives, I suppose. So we introduced the live mentoring sessions in April, which was something a little different. And they've actually been really, really popular episodes. Um, I also like the way that you've done a bunch of kind of, I suppose, current affair type episodes this year based upon recent events and commenting on those with a no bullshit leadership lens. So that's been really fun to produce as well.
0: Yeah, well, there are a couple of notable uh, episodes in that vein. Uh, So before COVID-19 slowed us down, I managed to get an episode out on climate change, which is the longest episode we've ever released. I think it was almost 30 minutes. Mm. uh, And that was episode 72. Uh, We did an episode when the great Jack Welsh passed away in March. Uh, That was episode 81. And on a lighter note, uh, we did an episode commenting on the Netflix miniseries, The Last Dance, where we looked at the leadership and culture elements of the Chicago Bulls NBA team in the days of Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen. That was a really fun one. Um, I think it was episode 92.
1: Well, I may or may not be talking about that later in this episode. right. But we also did quite a few episodes that I would classify as calling bullshit on conventional wisdom. What sacred cows did you manage to slaughter this year, Marty?
0: Well, well, look, we took on a few commonly held but poorly understood leadership cliches. Now, not all the cows were slaughtered, but we did come up with a no bullshit spin on whether or not these held any credibility. So we looked at things like uh, decision fatigue uh, and more recently change fatigue, which was only a few weeks ago. Uh, I took a look at servant leadership and we dispelled the rumours about leading from the front because let's face it, that's just micromanaging. So I think they're probably my favourite types of episodes to make. They're really fun to explore.
1: And we can't overlook COVID, can we? We dropped a few episodes specifically on that, even though we had plenty of content that helped with COVID indirectly, like that Q&A episode that we did on managing a fragmented workforce.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah absolutely. And so look, quite early on in the pandemic, I did an episode that I called the silver lining on the pandemic cloud. And that was episode 86 in late April. Uh, and in June, we had a look at the COVID-19 leadership scorecard which was inspired by an article I read in Forbes magazine that was loaded with attribution bias, uh, and I just couldn't help myself. Um, That was episode 93. And then the one I liked the most was episode 107, Resilience, Faith and Optimism, which who knows, I may even talk about shortly as well.
1: We also produce some quite technical how to episodes, which are some of my absolute favourites. I know that we said at the outset that our content wouldn't reach into the business and management stuff that's typically the domain of business schools, but we've had a pretty good crack at a few, haven't we?
0: Uh, yeah, and once again, it's mainly to bring a practical, actionable lens to areas where people tend to get very hung up on the theory. So we produced episodes on negotiation, on strategy. Uh, on project management, and uh, on outsourcing, just to name a few. All right, Em, look, that's probably enough ruminating for me. Let's get into the top five episodes. Why don't you go first?
1: Okay, so the first episode that I want to talk about is episode 111, The Leadership Meeting Cadence. I love this one because it was so practical, and probably because we created it off the back of a question from one of our Leadership Beyond the Theory students, Dom. It's a topic that I've actually never heard being laid out so clearly, and the free downloadable guide that we created for that one, How to Get Your Leadership Meeting Cadence Right, was our most popular PDF resource downloaded this year. So I knew straight away because of that, that this was something that people needed and that it was really hitting the mark for our leadership community. If you haven't downloaded that one, head to yourceomentor.com forward slash episode 111. It's incredibly helpful. Now, you know I'm a big fan of episode 57, Challenge Coach Confront, so any episode that works in well with that one is really interesting to me. I think that the way that you set up the framework for this episode was absolute genius. You ex- oh, thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> you explicitly talked through why you should have different types of meetings. You gave clear examples of them so that people could work out how it applied in their actual context, and then you gave them a guideline of frequency based on your own experience. This covered one-on-one meetings, leadership team meetings, broader group meetings, and our favorite, decision-making meetings. I've never seen such a clear guide on this because I think that, you know, in my perspective, leadership meeting cadence has been so different. Every single place that I've worked has been different. Every leader that I've reported to has been different. So it's really hard to kind of figure out what the standard is. I know that our listeners got a huge amount of value out of this and so many of them got in touch afterwards saying that it stopped them from feeling like they were chasing their tail every week trying to get their meetings right. So look, I really just love making content that make people feel confident and in control and I think that this episode did that perfectly. As I said, if you haven't listened to the episode or downloaded the free PDF, go to yourceomentor.com forward slash episode 111. It's one you don't want to miss out on. All right, Marty, you're up.
0: Hey, thanks, Em. Yeah, that's a good one. I really love doing that one. And um, it took a bit of thinking through, but really, once you get that stuff right, it it just pays you back in spades. Um, It's it's an important mechanic of leadership. Mm. Uh, All right, so my first one is episode 85, Strategy Isn't Hard. Now, I really like this one because strategy is such a misunderstood concept. The word strategic has become so hackneyed that it's now a little meaningless, um for example, people use strategic as an adjective in their job titles, um, generally just to lend a bit more credibility to what they do. But I'm still not sure what the difference is between a strategic communications advisor and a vanilla flavoured communications advisor. Um, but strategy isn't that hard, right? It's about asking the right questions and being able to answer them confidently. And to do so requires knowledge of your industry, your market, your competitors, and it also requires a no bullshit assessment of your organization's capabilities and how you might leverage those to win in your market. Now, the reason I'm so happy with this episode in particular is that I've taken all of my high quality academic grounding in strategy from my MBA and my Harvard Business School experiences and combined that with my time as head of strategy for a niche insurance company and also working with some of the best minds in competitive strategy, like my mate Andrew McDonald, big shout out to Andrew, who really helped me to bring the fundamentals to life. Um, this one's a must for any leader whether you're a senior leader in a large business or just trying to get your startup off the ground. Uh, And once again, we've got a great downloadable for this one, which you can get at yourceomentor.com forward slash episode 85. So that's me, first one.
1: All right, I'm going on to my second one. I've chosen this one because it's the episode that I enjoyed making the most, and it's probably partially because it involved me watching hours and hours of Netflix in the name of work. (laughs) One of Uh, your
0: specialist skills. (laughs) Exactly.
1: But for me, my second favorite has got to be episode 92, The Leadership Dance, A Winning Mindset, and it's one that you touched on earlier. I'll preface this by saying, I don't even watch basketball. Oh,
0: right. Well, I knew that, yeah.
1: Yeah, I played it as a kid, so I understood the rules, and I've seen Space Jam about 50 times.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we wore that, you wore that DVD out, I remember. <laughs>
1: but I didn't really know too much about Michael Jordan before I watched the Netflix documentary. I knew who he was, but I didn't really understand how brilliant he was. Um, so look, to say that I was obsessed with the leadership and high performance elements of that documentary is an understatement. If you were one of my friends who was unfortunate enough to have socialized with me (laughs) during the weeks where I was watching it, I would have absolutely bored you to tears with my perspective on each person, each player the leadership style, what worked, what didn't, the sacrifices, the ego, but it's just so damn good.
0: Yeah, I look, hearing you talk about it, I should have let you actually narrate that one.
1: <laughs> well, when you actually agreed to do the episode, I was pretty pumped because I always love the way that you can take a current affairs topic and pull the leadership lessons out of it. You didn't just cover Michael Jordan and his incredible winning mindset, but you looked at leadership from all angles, from the perspective of the other players, Scotty Pippen in particular, uh, from the coach, Phil Jackson's perspective, from Jerry Krause, the GM's perspective. It was truly enthralling episode and I just loved it. It also made me realize that in comparison to Michael Jordan, I have about as much drive and motivation as a sloth. <laughs> That guy's an absolute machine.
0: Yeah, well, next, next to him, we all do. We all look like that.
1: Exactly. If you haven't listened to that episode, it's a really fun one. Add it to your holiday playlist, episode 92, The Leadership Dance. You'll see forward slash episode 92. Okay, Marty, your next one, and then we will do our joint favorite.
0: Okay, excellent. So my next one is episode 107, Resilience, Faith, and Optimism. Uh, And and I loved this episode because I've always loved the Stockdale paradox since I first came across it in the early 90s uh, when it was chronicled in Jim Collins' classic book, Good to Great, which a lot of our listeners will have read. Now, Admiral Jim Stockdale was the highest-ranking prisoner of war in Vietnam. He led his fellow prisoners in the camp in a way that enabled many to survive who, in the absence of Stockdale's leadership, simply would not have made it. And the paradox here is all about why naive optimism can be so dangerous – and Stockdale talks about the people that didn't survive the prisoner of war experience because they were always looking naively to some hope that things would change in the near future. We'll be out by Christmas and then Christmas would roll around and nothing would happen. They'd still be there. Oh no, well, I guess we'll be out by Easter and Easter would roll around and they'd still be there. And Stockdale was in this prison for eight years. And as he says, you must never confuse faith that you will prevail in the end which you can never afford to lose, with the discipline to confront the most brutal facts of your current reality, whatever they might be. And I thought this was really pertinent in the year like we've had with COVID, a really open-ended problem we've all had to face into with no real understanding of when it's going to be over, if I can do that with air quotes, um, as much as it ever will be. So episode 107, Resilience, Faith and Optimism, really gets to the heart of what it takes to grow your resilience and get through anything.
1: Mm, That was a really popular episode and it kind of moves us nicely into our agreed favorite. Um, It actually took us a while to come up with our agreed favorite because there were so many that we launched this year where every single week we'd go, okay, that is my favorite episode. Um, But the one that we did settle on is episode 82, Leading Through a Crisis, but not for the reasons that you might think. If you are anything like me, you have spent 10 months trying to avoid all the LinkedIn articles and podcast episodes on leading through a crisis. I actually got really sick of hearing about it, dare I say fatigued, (laughs) because honestly, 95% of what I read or listened to, it just wasn't practical. It didn't give me anything that I could take away and actually implement. And you know that I'm a stickler for practical content. So when we made this episode, we wanted to make it with any type of crisis in mind, not just COVID. And we certainly didn't want to use the words unprecedented or ISO. <laughs> I
0: know. I know. How many things are unprecedented? Unbelievable. <gasps> oh, gosh. I never knew.
1: So what you did here, Marty, was that you told some brilliant stories to give our listeners perspective on different types of crisis. Um, And then you talked through seven simple ways to stay calm, capable and confident as a leader through a crisis. And this was another one of our most downloaded free resources of the year with hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of leaders grabbing the free PDF from our website. Um, If you haven't got your hands on this one, go to yourceomentor.com forward slash episode 82. This isn't just for COVID. This covers any crisis that you might come across and it will change your perspective on how to move forward through incredibly difficult times. Now I have to say my favorite tip from this episode was to set the decision-making tempo. We know that many leaders freeze in a crisis and they get stuck in decision-making paralysis. So understanding that speed over accuracy is still important during a crisis is critical. I think you said in the episode, master this before a crisis debants it of you. And I love that, um, you know, it's kind of a muscle that you can start building immediately in your day to day before a crisis hits.
0: Oh, uh, yeah, that's that's absolutely right. And I learned um, the most things about decision making through having to make decisions really quickly in a crisis because you don't get to pick the tempo an external event does. So when something really serious happens, uh, you'll find that you're driven by, for example, the media sticking a camera and a microphone in front of you, or some other uh, event where you have to notify the stock exchange of certain movements in the organisation's guidance. I mean, there are a whole range of things that force you to act in a way that's faster than you normally would. So coming through that, I figured to myself, if I can make really good decisions at speed when I'm in a crisis and I'm not in control of the speed why can't i push myself to operate at high tempo in the normal course of events because speed creates organizational momentum and it's a critical element for performance but look i digress just a little bit now just as the royal commission into banking in australia last year spawned a whole new industry in corporate governance and risk COVID seems to have spawned a whole new industry in resilience and crisis management every consultant who's ever hung a shingle now seems to be giving advice about resilience and leading through crisis (laughs) And and I guess the reason I like episode 82 so much, and you've touched on this, is because it does actually give some really personal examples that I've been through and some practical tips for getting on top of any crisis, not just speaking in vague generalities about the desirable attributes that leaders need to succeed in a circumstance like COVID. Uh, and that's the whole point of the No Bullshit Leadership Podcast. Mm. It's basically what makes us different, right? Um, and whereas I'm no expert in crisis management, I've certainly had to lead large groups through crises and I've lived to tell the tale, which is pretty handy, right?
1: Absolutely, Marty. It was a great episode. And if you haven't heard it, definitely go back and have a listen. All right. That's our top five episodes as chosen by you and me, Marty. Why don't you round the episode out?
0: Yeah, thanks very much. And look, uh, if any of our listeners out there want to pass on your favorite episode, uh, we'll have social media posts going up all week, as you would all be familiar with. Um, Please drop a comment in there or send us an email or a DM uh, just to tell us what your favorite episode was for 2020. So that brings us to the end of episode 121. Um, Thanks so much for joining us. And remember, at Your CEO Mentor, our purpose is to improve the quality of leaders globally. So please share the podcast with your network, particularly as you get to reminisce on some of your favourite episodes from 2020. Now, to usher in the new year, we've relaunched our annual Crush Your Career Challenge, which is a completely free online video series that runs for five days. After a 2020 that for many of you has been extremely challenging, it's time to revisit these principles and make sure you can put any bad juju behind you and prepare for an awesome 2021. That's what we're going to focus on in next week's episode. You can join the challenge at yourceomentor.com forward slash C-Y-C, Charlie Yankee Charlie. And until then, I know you'll take every opportunity you can to be a no bullshit leader.